Welcome back, everyone, to Open Book. I'm Jody, your host, as you know. First, I want to say I am honestly just so, so thrilled by the response of episode one. You guys have made me want to do more of these um and i'm just thankful that you guys gave it a chance so thank you so much and i'm i'm so so thankful for all of you who who listened or left a comment or just rated this i i really appreciate it and it makes me just want to produce that many more episodes for you all so again thank you so much so you know that there's been quite some time between episode one and episode two you know i'm i'm not the most consistent individual but hey that's life all right anyways Since I've had some time to process and really think about like what I want from this, I wanted to answer a few questions. So what can fans expect from Open Book? Like, what is this show? Really, this is just, this is my, my journal, basically. This is my verbal journal. Um, I am learning new things every day. That's life, baby. And... (laughs) Sorry, that made me laugh. Um, Yeah, I think I'm just learning so much each day and I am going through so much and I'm having epiphanies all the time, changing myself, changing my habits, whatever. So much goes on that I just want to talk about it. I want to share my knowledge or learn new things or whatever. And this is basically my verbal journal. Verbal journal has the worst sound to it It sounds like gerbil anyways why a podcast you might ask well my favorite segment of my stream as some of you probably already know is the just chatting segment um formerly known as the irl segment where i just talk to stream talk to chat for about an hour a day it could be more it could be less but generally and that's what I look forward to, really. I think it's where we get to know each other a lot more, where I get to know my community more, where it just feels so community oriented that I just love it. And I love all the topics that we talk about under the sun. And so, yeah, I chose a podcast because shit, I ain't shutting up ever. (laughs) I love to talk and I love to explore and communicate. And well, yeah, it's, it's just, it's who I am. So I chose a podcast. And the goals that I have for this podcast, honestly, I don't really know, but I would love to be able to do this a lot more often, but it kind of depends on when I have epiphanies. So my, my goal, I guess, is to learn more about myself, learn more about the world and the inner workings of how I experience the world so much so that I have epiphanies so often that I'm able to produce more episodes on this podcast. So yeah. And then that ties into how often will I release chapters? Well, That's probably going to be sporadic quite for quite some time. But it would be nice if I could do this more. Again, relying on the epiphanies I have or the topics that I'm passionate about in. Now, for our next segment that I'm going to incorporate into each episode is a quick little life update. So a lot has happened over here. Well, because it's been, again, quite some time between episode one and episode two. But TwitchCon happened. And that was my that was my most favorite TwitchCon experience ever actually um and not only just because the people that i met for my community were so nice but i also just conserved my energy in a really good way and i'm really proud of myself actually so usually i would just say yes to everything or do as many meet and greets as my schedule 
possibly could fit. But that left me feeling kind of exhausted. And then you, hey, guess what? Recently, I found out boundaries. I found out what that is and how to like have boundaries without feeling guilty. And yeah, I had the best TwitchCon. I had many meet and greets, but also wasn't completely just exhausted by the weekend. Came home, felt like energized. And so I just had a great TwitchCon. I received really cute gifts from people or just not only were the people that I met really, really nice, um, but I feel like I made long lasting memories there. Like I just have the people this year were really memorable. Maybe that's because I had more energy, but we also, okay, on another note, OTV made a short film. I had, I acted for the first time. I, um, <laughs> um, some of it, yeah, you know, wasn't the greatest to say the least, but that was such a fun experience. I loved going out of my comfort zone and doing that. Not, I don't know. I don't know. Am I going to be an actress? Probably not, but it would be really fun to do or like take improv classes or acting classes just because, yeah, it's so far out of like what I do for a living, but also so many skills can come from that. Either way, I had so much fun with that. It's it's up on our YouTube channel if you want to go check it out. Um, blood, sweat, and tears went into that to that YouTube video. So I also collaborated with this company that I just I really believe in. It's called Hear Me Raw, and I I love their product. It's it's a face mask, but it's called the Brightener, and I made the jar. So or not make, I did not make the jar. I helped design this jar and well, I don't want to give you all the details, but I really believe in this company. They have this vision to not only create products that are good for you and what goes on your skin, but also great for the planet. So it's a glass jar with refillable pods and the pods are recyclable. And not only that, but I just, I love, I love the face mask. So if you want to see that jar, you, you check it out. You let me know what you think. Now, without further ado, drumroll please, let's jump into our main topic for this chapter. And today, we're talking about self-love. All right. Well, ooh, Mabel, go away. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't step on it. Cats and a giant mixer with a bunch of buttons do not go well together. Mabel? So to get right into it, today we're talking about self-love, self-image, um, and really just, well, my journey and being kinder to myself and something that I am still absolutely working on. I feel like self-love is one of those things that you hear and it's kind of a given, like, like when you hear you should floss, you're like, yeah, I know, I know I should floss. Okay, like, yeah, I know I should practice self-love, blah, blah, blah. One day I'll love myself, duh. But because we hear it so often, I think it doesn't stick. And I am realizing this, like, you read so many motivational quotes or words of wisdom or whatever, but until you are ready to receive that message, until you're open to that message, it doesn't, it doesn't stick. It doesn't create that, oh my gosh, that epiphany moment, right? Self-love is one of those things that I think I did not have the epiphany until maybe I can't even, when was, when was GC? When did I compete in GC? Maybe that was like eight months ago. I actually, my timeline is fucked. <laughs> I'm going to be so real. I don't know. That's another product of living in LA is the weather doesn't change. And I feel like I'm in a never ending time loop. Anyways, I competed in GC for all of you that don't know. Game changers, Valorant, great. and. 
that was when I actually had my epiphany moment where I was like, ooh, my self-talk directly impacts how I experience the world. <laughs> and now I know you're thinking, Jody, it's Valorant. What the hell are you talking about? You're learning life lessons from Valorant. Let me cook. Okay, let me cook. GC was really fun for me and also really hard for me because I put a lot of pressure on myself to perform. And that pressure then turns into incredibly negative self-talk. I'm like, why aren't you good enough? Be good enough. Be better. Dude, just hit that shot. Um, oh, you're such an embarrassment. You don't deserve to be here. Mm, everyone's going to think you're bad at Valorant. And basically what I learned from that experience was those, those examples I carry with me to every other aspect of my life. So it's not just Valorant, but it was when I had that epiphany moment where I was like, girlfriend, how are you supposed to relax? How are you supposed to be in your flow state if you're just constantly scrutinizing yourself? I had the realization. I had the realization that like my my ego is really trying to protect myself and it's like it's keeping me in check but through pressure and and negativity and like fear rather than letting myself take a moment and say hey I got this we know that I play this game a lot I am good but the pressure that I'm adding to myself is what makes me bad. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I've unlocked the key. I, I like can tell that my, my self-talk is like how my dad like talks to, you know, like how he raised me kind of thing. Not to hate on my dad. Every, you know, all our parents are just our parents. The first time our parents being fair parents too, you know, so they're doing their best. But I realized I was like, oh, yeah, I'm adding a lot of pressure onto myself. And that pressure is what directly correlates to failure is is too harsh of a word, but I'm sticking with it because that's kind of how I felt. So the pressure that I put on myself would directly correlate to my failure, to my my inability to show up and do what everyone knows that I can do, which is be good at the game or whatever make good shot calls, hit the shot, whatever. Now relate that to my life, relate that to literally any endeavor, anything. Maybe that's, I don't know, work, streaming, um, friendships, even like when things go wrong, my self-talk is immediately so negative. Well, you should have just not done that. How could you do that? I gave myself zero, zero <laughs> compassion, just nothing to work with. So, and I've, I've heard that before. Even, even my boyfriend, John has told me, Jody, you're so, you're so hard on yourself. And I was like, well, duh, like I have to be hard on myself. If I'm not going to be hard on myself, how am I going to succeed? And I would say that. And it, and I didn't, I didn't get it. I actually just did not get that there was any other way until snap. I had, I had, I don't know. I was just sitting on my balcony. I take, I was taking a break from a game and I went, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
Of course I can't. Of course I can't succeed. I think tough love is good sometimes, but when it's constant tough love, yeah, I was just, I was struggling. And I'm surprised that I've gotten as far as I have gotten with how hard I am on myself. Not, but I am not going to, you know, completely discredit it. I think that sometimes I needed to be hard on myself. But a lot of the times what I needed was compassion. <laughs> I think about, I'm like, why have I, why have I been so hard on myself throughout the years? Why? Like, I, I'm not kidding you guys. My, my mental feedback loop has been so negative. I've been so hard on myself for 26 years of my life. Can you fathom that? 26 years. It was not until this year that I went, hey, maybe I should, hey, maybe I should be a little nicer to myself. <laughs> Which I feel so silly saying because it feels so obvious to me now, but it just, it wasn't. It was not something I, I understood. It was not something I was ready to receive. I read those self-love quotes and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> There's, you know, I can't say that's exactly how I felt, but I feel like I just didn't, I didn't get it. And I was like, man, where did this, where does this stem from? And I do think, yeah, you know, my dad was rather hard on me, but hey, guess what? I also grew up to be very determined and tenacious. And like, I gained so many great qualities from him that I, again, don't, you know, again, our parents are being parents for the first time too. And I realized like, oh, I added a lot of pressure on myself because of that. Not only that, but every, every experience in your life shapes you, right? There's core memories and, and you just, you, you deal with it how you can. And I think about a lot of moments in my life where I am uncertain. I am unconfident in like myself. I'm self-conscious. I make a decision and I like beat myself up over it. Like I hurt someone and in return, they hurt me. And I just, I take all of the blame or whatever. And my internal thoughts immediately go, why the fuck did you do that? Don't do that. Rather than, oh, hey, you know, that's okay. You're human. You make mistakes. And I forgive you for it. And now we move on. Instead, I would just eat myself like I would eat myself. I would, it would eat at me over and over and over. And I would never be able to like truly get over it. Cause I'm just, I'm just full of guilt or I'm full of anger. Or I'm full of like shame. Not only that, but it, it put, it put me in a box to like minimize, minimize, minimize to be ahead of the, the game really. Like my mentality was, well, if I criticize myself first, no one else can criticize me because I know what's wrong with me. It puts me in a weird. It just puts me in a weird negative like feedback loop where I'm just like, yeah. Well, I know <laughs> I'll be better. It also made me like overly, overly critical of myself. I was so conscious about how I affect myself and others around me that I would sometimes hold back myself or feel I, w I could tell that I was in my head. I'm not present. I'm kind of disassociating just all aspects of my life. It feels like I was struggling. So not only, yeah, of course it affected me in game changers and in Valor in general, you know, like I think people, 
people are very critical in the streaming space and they're not, the, you know, people in chat are sometimes not the nicest. So of course that negative self-talk was kind of reaffirmed by negative like chatters because I didn't have a strong sense of self or a strong confidence in my ability to show up and, and perform. So when I'm like doing poorly in a game, I'm just like, oh yeah, of course, because I'm not that good. I know, I know, I'm not that good. But that's not true. <laughs> I am good. I'm better than the average player. And because I didn't have that strong self-image, that strong self-confidence, that strong self-love, I wasn't able to believe in myself because I was just like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Not only that, but this, this affects me, again, in all aspects of my life. So in friendships, again, I can see when I, I like feel it. My body tenses up. I say something or I do something and I'm like, oh, Jody, you should have done that. You should have done that or something like, you know, I think about it. Yeah. With friends, when I do something and I immediately shut down and I, I it's almost a habit. It's actually almost a habit to be hard on myself. And so I'm currently unraveling 26 years of habitual behavior which believe me ladies and gentlemen is a little hard <laughs> but so so rewarding and so i'm like well so how do you think or and i've realized to unravel this it just honestly comes down to compassion for yourself. And weirdly enough, not even weirdly enough, I'm not the first to, to discover this, but more like, again, I'm at the point in my life where I'm ready to receive this wisdom. Loving another individual, friends, ro like romantic, whatever, has actually been so, na it's, that comes really naturally to me. So I remember thinking to myself, why is loving myself not come naturally to me? Like, if I was to love myself as I love John, oh my goodness, I would be unstoppable. And that's when I had the, well, that's the whole damn point, Jody. <laughs> I was like, duh, is that not, is that not meaning of life to love yourself enough so that you can accept, like, just excel so that you can be who you are without judgment because who, like it's you like it's this is my life this is my body so that was when I was like okay how do I love John how do I love my friends and that that is through compassion that is through empathy and I was like oh my goodness I, I could I could see the fireworks going off okay I was like that's it I have to give myself the same love that I would give my best friend my boyfriend whoever and I've been actively practicing that. And it is life-changing. Let me tell you. Because I feel it. I feel the habit coming up where I'm like, I feel it in my body, my whole body. I can, it's just that whole, my nervous system is working, okay? I, can, I literally feel it in my chest. And, and, and then I'm like, no. And my, the words now that go through my head, which has taken me, maybe a couple months to really get there, but I feel the difference. So now when something happens, I'm able to kind of sit down with myself and be like, okay, 
let's stare at that in the face. Like we're no longer backing down from this feeling. Stare it in the face. Why am I feeling like this? Okay. That's okay. It is okay to feel that. An emotion is just an emotion. It doesn't define you. It's just a feeling. Great. Let's feel that feeling and then sit with that. And then I just give myself the okay. I just allow. I'm like, I allow myself to feel that. I allow myself to be angry or ashamed or guilty, whatever. And then I understand or I try to tell myself to understand. And hey, guess what? We're going to make mistakes. But that doesn't mean that like that defines us. What defines us is now what do we do with it? And allowing myself to just be less pressure, more understanding, just compassion for myself. Fucking relax, Jody. basically. <laughs> Another thing that has really helped me is positive affirmations because I so totally don't believe in my ability sometimes. Like it is a fact. I'm like, I cannot do that. No, I'm not good enough for that. No, I'm not smart enough for that. It, I make that a fact. And then that puts me in a little square that I don't leave because I've created this arbitrary fact for myself. That's just not true. It's based off of my confidence. I think about this a lot, actually. So when I was in college, I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I kind of just auto filled business. And I remember I had to decide it was like, well, this is it. I needed to either decide I'm sticking with business or if I'm going a different route. And my counselor asked me, okay, like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. I'll get back to you. And I sat outside on my campus. It was a beautiful sunny day in Washington. It was like fall and it, oh God, I loved it. I love it there. Um, but I just remember it so clearly because I was like, God, Jody, okay, what do you want to do? And this is another epiphany moment I had in my life where I said, okay, if you could do anything, no, no restrictions, no, no holding yourself back, whatever. Like if you could have this tomorrow, what would it be? I was like, well, shit. Okay. Well, I love, I love helping people and I'm, I'm super interested in skin and skincare. I'd be a dermatologist. And I was like, geez, okay. So what's stopping me from doing that? Like, why don't I just make that happen? Because I feel like that's that's a personality trait in mine in, in me is like I want something I will get it but why can't I why can't I get this and I realized it's because I had the idea in my head that I was just not intelligent enough I was like I didn't really excel at school so therefore I can't or people have told me like oh Jody you're not very good at this you're not very good at that and I believe them and it just becomes a fact and I was like okay screw that I might as well try. I owe it to myself to try because I've never really given it a solid effort to really try anything that I don't really believe I can't do. So I did. I switched. I became a biology major with a neuroscience minor. And you know, I was literally on the track. I graduated, was going to um, take my MCAT. But at that time, I remember I was a junior and it was the decision between taking my MCAT or pursuing streaming. And I was like, well, streaming is really picking up. And eventually, yeah, I made the decision to pursue, pursue streaming, which is honestly, I, I really give myself a pat on the back. And I also am so grateful because I think that this is exactly what I wanted. But I'm glad that I tried to go be a dermatologist because I think I could have done it. 
I was I was going to do it. But then streaming came along and through streaming, I get to not only help people, but help people with their skin. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, the universe. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I, I'm just so grateful to end up where I have ended up. But that was a, a moment where I realized that I create these arbitrary rules for myself based off of my self-confidence. And that because I allowed myself to believe that I could, then I can. So I realized that I hold myself back a lot because my negative self-talk was just never ending or a negative self-belief. And now I come in it from, again, this is the zinger word of the, co- of the podcast is, is compassion. And through compassion for myself, I just, my self-confidence has grown. And not only that is I've just been working on self-affirmation. So I have this app that literally just reads out positive affirmations. And I, I pick maybe a topic that I want, or I just do general positive affirmations. And it, it pings my phone every hour. So I'm forced to read something positive. And the thing is, Positive affirmations for me are really impactful because I realize that, again, I create random arbitrary rules for myself where I'm like, oh, I don't think I can do that. Oh, I've reached the peak of my career. Oh, I'm not good enough to pursue that. Nothing is going to work out for there or whatever. And that's again, it's just not true. That's just not true. You can have anything you want. So, for example, some affirmation. I'm going to pull up this app. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I pull up the app. The first one is I have the ability to be a happier person by changing my perspective. God damn. Is that not exactly what we're talking about? I mean, that's, that's the truth of it. Your reality is well, the reality in which you create, you talk to yourself every day, you are around yourself and you, you quite literally this little brain of ours, this little narrative we tell ourselves, that's your reality. And so I am trying to change my perspective every day because for the last 26 years, it's been one thing. And now I'm trying to change it. And I am so, I am happier. I am happier. I have the ability to be happier by changing my perspective. That is so true. So here's another one. I am welcoming this opportunity to grow stronger and become better. I am a loving person who deserves to be loved fully. I love myself and release myself from feelings of guilt, hurt, and sorrow. Those are a couple of examples. And just reminding myself that 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 can be true and that is true. And I accept those words as truth rather than my negative self-talk. I wake up every day so much happier. I feel like I exude joy or at least try to. And I... I notice a difference, not to say that I have like that every day is a good day, but there's always good in a day. And I've really come to realize that I implore you, I implore you to. Because I, I feel like a lot of us struggle with this. This lack of self-love, self-compassion, whatever you want to call it. And I implore you to like sit down with yourself and ask yourself, what would I what would I achieve? What would I do? How would I feel? If I had no restraints, the sky is the limit. You can have anything you want right now. You can do anything that you want. What is that? And then reaffirm yourself that, oh my God, I can do that. 
I, I am on my way to do that. I am working up the confidence and the self-love to do that. Just like, you know, I believe in you. In the, in the same way that I believe in myself and I'm working on believing in myself. But hey, that's a journey. It's a journey. And that's, this takes a whole lifetime. But I don't know. I feel like I'm on my, I'm on my journey to self-love. And one day I will get there. And maybe you'll join me. On another note, I wanted to try like this advice column type beat on the show. Now, I, I am not an expert, right? I, I don't know everything. I'm learning as I go, as you know. But I want to include you guys. And a lot of you do ask me for my advice. So granted, this is all for my POV. And that doesn't mean that I know everything and that, it, you know, it's going to be solid advice. But I'll do my, I'll do my absolute best. <laughs> so I had some friends put together a few questions for me. And question number one is, on days when you are struggling to feel a baseline good, but still have to perform or stream, are there any methods you use to hype yourself up? I want to have Jody energy in my life content, but sometimes I am just not feeling it. Let me, let me think, let me cook. I would say that when I am struggling, I actually just give myself time I'm like, ooh, okay, I have a lot of things to do today. I have a lot of responsibilities. And I'm really struggling in this current moment. I give myself two hours. I'm like, okay, I have two hours or 30 minutes, whatever that time slot that's available, right? To acknowledge how I'm feeling. But then I also, I just need to relax sometimes. For me, like I just need to sit with myself and I, I kind of become my own cheerleader. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you can do it. You can conquer this day. You can show up with full energy. This is possible. And even if you don't, it's still going to be okay. I kind of, I just, I guess I give myself a pep talk and some leeway because I don't want it to be so black and white so that when I, maybe let's say I show up and I don't hit the energy levels that I'm, I'm used to, I don't want to be disappointed in myself because at least I showed up. So sometimes, yeah, I am not just feeling it, but I, I quite literally give myself a little cheerleading pep talk. And, I, and a lot of the times I put on music that makes me feel really good or I do something that I know will make me feel good, which will then snowball into other things. So, for example, I just stretch on my carpet because to me that feels productive, even though that's so easy to do. Or I sit on my balcony and soak up some sun. Or I listen to a song that I know that energizes me or makes me feel a type of way. Because it's as simple as that for me, at least, to get the ball rolling. But then again, I, get, I just tell myself, like, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. That is my mantra. I can do this. I can do this. I have energy. I'm energized. But then I also, again, tell myself it's okay if I don't, don't hit crazy full expectation energy. At least I showed up. Question number two. I just started college in the fall and so far have had a rough go of making new friends. Did you have any trouble meeting new people when you were in school or did you develop fast friends? Would love to know more about how you got through the awkward freshman phase. Oh dear God. Well, I talked a little bit about this. So yeah. So in college, I didn't make no friends. I'm going to be so real. I, I basically just studied my ass off because yeah, you know, things don't really come super, super easily to me. I mean, that's some things come easy. Some things don't. And it just takes me takes me at least 
a lot of effort, a lot of studying to excel academically. So I actually did not make a lot of friends at college. But the thing was also that wasn't my goal in college was to make friends. And I kind of wish it was because I feel like I missed out and I really did just study on or just I really did focus on my studies. But in terms of the awkward freshman phase, the only thing that I did do was I worked on campus. And that actually, I didn't make quote unquote friends, but I made acquaintances. And that helped a lot because I kind of had a purpose and a place to be. And now I had people that I would run into that, again, it wasn't friends, but they were like people that I knew. And so it was really easy for me to be like, oh, hey, what's up? Okay, cool. Okay, bye. Now, not everyone can probably work on campus, but if you are struggling to make friends, I, I honestly think that joining clubs or finding like a study group are like the easiest way. And it's so scary in the beginning, especially if you find a study group um, to like go up and ask someone. So, hey, the way to cheat this is, well, the way I found my study group was to just sit next to the people that you want to be in a study group with. And then eventually, eventually you guys will talk. My my tactic was a little different. I just sat next to them and then I asked them, hey, do you guys want to study? And you know what's crazy? The first thing they said to me, oh, hey, hey, this goes back into what I was talking about earlier. They initially didn't they they told me this way later but they initially did not want to accept me as a study partner because they thought that I was too pretty and that I was dumb but that actually feeds back this kind of feeds back into the belief that I had like I also thought I was just too dumb to be a doctor to to go and be a biology major which is just not true also has no correlation to looks nothing at all um but they end up they ended up really liking me in terms of like yeah i i I did the work and i i would say that i'm fairly intelligent so we ended up yeah we all ended up being pretty good study partners and i i studied with them throughout all of my college um like all of my biology career and again i didn't say i wouldn't say that i made like long-term friendships but at the time i yeah we had acquaintances we were we were study group partners we'd eat together study together spend a lot of time together so i would say that is the easiest best way that i would i would do it but again my situation was a little different question three what are your top three favorite books or book series as a fellow reader i'd love to know what you're reading now and what some of your favorites are oh this question is so loaded okay um the thing is, this changes so often. This changes so often. Like you will ask me this question in a year, it will be different. So just remember that, okay? Right now, my current, my current top threes. I'm looking at my bookshelf right now. Song of Achilles. I love this book. My mom loves this book. My brother loves this book. God, it's so beautifully written. It is a retelling of the story of the Iliad of Achilles and his well no one technically knows for certain if it's like his cousin his lover or whatever patroclus but in this story they are lovers and it is it is beautiful it is (laughs) i cry every time i think about it it's it is truly incredible um another recent favorite of mine Ooh, if you have not seen the movie, 
Gone Girl. So I read Gone Girl in high school and that book blew my mind. But so many people have seen the movie that I feel like it's not a very good book wreck because it doesn't, I feel like it doesn't hit the same when you've seen the movie and know what happens. But if you're looking for kind of a thriller mystery, God, it's so good. Um, Gone Girl is about a couple, husband and wife, and the wife randomly goes missing presumed to be dead maybe no one knows and the cops are very suspicious of the husband i'm trying to give books from different genres gone girl again has stuck with me throughout the years another really another one that i really really love um and it i I don't okay it's called a shadow number that is the first book of a series called the flesh and fire series um that is a fun read that is i so totally enjoy it it's actually a sister series to from blood and ash but i thought from blood and ash kind of fell off so i ended up reading a shadow and ember and oh my goodness it is so good it's about a girl who is chosen to be a consort for the primal of death and she has to murder him <laughs> she was she was trained as an assassin, but it's supposed to be all like docile and unassuming. Okay, another honorary mention that I did really like the first book is, you know, you said three, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up getting five. One Dark Window. So, oh gosh, One Dark Window it has such a unique magic system. It, there's a deck of cards and there are specific cards that, Okay, there's a deck of cards and these cards, they're called Providence cards and they have magical properties to them. So the user, maybe they tap the card and they can enter someone's mind and talk to them, read their mind, or they tap the card and they become invisible. But all magic has a price. In this world, there is an infection that kind of takes over there's a fog and you know i don't want to give too much but our main character is infected and she has hidden all her life very good second book was okay but the first book was incredible and my last recommendation is a super popular book that popped off i think this this year last year called fourth wing um the fourth wing i don't what is that series called i don't know i just finished reading the second book called iron flame i highly recommend it's so fun, you guys. It it reminds me of Divergent. Um, it is written a little YA at times, but it's a little spicy sometimes too. Oh, also, you know, some of these books are spicy, so you, uh, take that as you may. Um, it's just, it's really fun. It's about, it's kind of like Dark Academia. It's about a girl and she is trying to become a dragon rider. And in their school, you can become a writer. Uh, you could become a scribe. I don't want to give away too much as usual. But again, think, think Divergent. And yeah, that one is a fun read. Sorry, that was way more than three. And I don't know. I just, you can't ask me that for book recs. I really will go off the deep end. I just, I can't, I can't. There's too many, too many good books out there. Question number four. Do you plan to have guests on the show? I'd love a John and Jody one-on-one chapter or segment. You know, I don't 
yet plan to have people on this because, well, I'm already sporadic about me filming this and whatnot. But I can imagine a world where, yeah, I bring John on or I mean, I can't really I can't really say. But I, I could see a world where John and I come on and like answer questions about maybe our relationship or our dynamic. But other than that, I would say you can expect really just me. <laughs> so let me know what you think about this Q&A segment. And like if you want your questions to be featured on the show, there's there's two ways. Um, if you're listening to this on YouTube, please leave a comment below. Or if you are on Spotify and Apple, um, shoot me an email at openbookwithqj at gmail.com. And I, again, I just want you guys to be able to also engage with this because again, in just chatting on streaming, you guys, well, that, that's just back and forth conversation and it will never be the same without you guys here to, to communicate with. Thank you guys so much for listening to this chapter of Open Book. For more chapters, you can always subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. Um, it helps I will say it helps the algorithm gods if you leave a rating. So if you would be so kind, I would really appreciate it. Thank you guys again so, so much for, well, the ongoing support. And I just, man, I hope you enjoyed. And I hope maybe you learned a little bit more about me and maybe a little bit more about yourself. You know, maybe, maybe this got you thinking. And that's, that's really, that's the whole point. Also, another fun little exciting thing I will leave you with is I am releasing a limited batch of John and Jody tote bags that I made for TwitchCon. We have some left over. We will be um, selling the remaining count on quarterjade.com. They're, they're really cute. If you're looking for a tote bag to describe it, it has a little dinosaur and a little baby chick on a skateboard. But if you want to go look at it, you can look at it at quarterjade.com. And again, don't forget, you can find me gaming live at twitch.tv slash quarterjade. And of course... My personal Twitter, Quarter Jade. I do be tweeting a lot. So if you wanna you wanna see a little more about my life, some life updates, don't forget to follow me. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you if you've made it this far. And I'll see you guys next time. Ciao!